You're listening to Flaunt, Find Your Sparkle and Create a Life You Love After Infidelity or Betrayal. Have you been betrayed by life, your body, or someone that you love? You're not alone. No matter what you've been through, Naked Self-Worth helps you regain confidence, joy, and enthusiasm so you can create a life you love and flourish. Tune in weekly and learn how. Are you looking for a great way to make new connections and spread your wings? Revel is a new kind of social platform exclusively for women over 40, where you can do just that. With virtual and in real life events, authentic conversations, and no ads, Revel is the community site exclusively designed for like-minded, fabulous, fun women in midlife. Learn more and join for free at hellorevel slash flaunt. That's hello, R-E-V is in Victor, E-L, dot com slash flaunt come join us it's nourishing and super fun welcome to flaunt find your sparkle and create a life you love after infidelity or betrayal i'm laura cheadle and i work with women who have been betrayed by their intimate partner and who are really really ready to move from that state of pain anger rage or feeling sorry for themselves into a state of power so they can move forward and create a life that they love on their own terms. I think far too many of us just get caught up in the trap of living life and we go to work and we do what's needed for the kids and we have holidays and we have events and we just do all of this stuff and years go by like literally years go by and and if there infidelity while it is i think one of the most traumatic things people can go through is also a really good wake-up call a really good fresh start for yourself because it allows you to look at your life anew and to really start deciding, hey, who am I and what do I want and what kind of life and relationships do I want to create? So no matter where you are at in your affair recovery journey, what I want most is for you to know that it is a journey and that while there are many, many, many moments where you think it's the worst thing that ever happened to you, and trust me, this was the worst thing that ever happened to me, at the same time, it's got the potential to be really empowering and, dare I say, one of the best things that has ever happened to you and your marriage. What we're going to talk about today is what to do with those big emotions, whether rage, anger, sadness, grief, whatever it is, desperation, going through an affair, being the betrayed partner, really causes you to feel a lot of intensity. And that intensity is something that most of us are not used to dealing with. Sure, we've had bad things happen before, 
But there's so much around infidelity because it cuts to the core of who we are. It's our worth as a person, our beauty or attractiveness, our, our parenting, our partnering, our goodness. We all have this belief that if we're a good enough person and a kind enough person that bad things will never happen to us. And that's just not true. And when we're confronted with the reality of what our partner did, the intense emotions that come out are incredibly difficult to deal with. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Those big, horrible, painful emotions and what to do with them. Now, the first thing I want to say in this conversation is that it's okay to feel bad. It's okay to feel whatever it is that you're feeling. It's okay if you feel relief, if you feel rage, if you feel despondent. Whatever it is that you're feeling, it's okay to feel that way. Our world is not good at being realistic. <laughs> Everything is Instagram perfect, you know, photoshopped. Reality is messy. Reality is painful. Reality is ugly. Reality is cracked and flawed, and that is okay. So before we even have a conversation about what to do when you feel really big, explosive, powerful, awful emotions, I want to preface it by saying that it's okay to feel. It's okay to feel whatever it is you want to feel, whatever it is you don't want to feel, and whatever it is that just flows through you without any conscious control. It's okay to feel. Tell me, how many times have you said or have you heard somebody say, I'm really sorry, but I'm upset. They've apologized for feeling a certain way. Or they've said, I don't know what's wrong with me. I feel crazy. I'm just anxious all the time. Shouldn't you be anxious all the time? Look at what's going on in your life. Look at what's going on in the world. How can most of us not be depressed or anxious or stressed most of the time? Like, look at our nervous systems. Our nervous systems were not made to handle this much. Our nervous systems, our brains, our bodies were not made to handle this much social media, this much input. Think back to when we had no electricity. The sun went down, you were done. You weren't connected into your laptop returning emails. You weren't reading and cooking and you were done. When the sun went down, you were done. There are seasons and rhythms to life. And a lot of our modern conveniences have made it so that we're not connected to those seasons and rhythms of life. We're just in this constant go, go, go state. And our Western culture makes us feel like the more we can handle, the better we are. 
that you're only as worthy as the number of hours that you you bill. You're only as worthy as, you know, the amount of money that you've got in your bank account. You're only as worthy. So we're in this go, 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 go culture. And then a trauma happens. We find out our partner has been cheating on us. Wham. Of course, we're thrown for a loop. Of course, we feel rage, shame, anger, sadness, you name it. So that's what I want to start with, just by reminding you that it is okay to feel. And while feeling feels scary, it's only because for most of us, we're not practiced at feeling. And the more that we actually feel our emotions, the better we will become at feeling our emotions. Now, I was talking about our society and how we're in this go, 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 nobody is sad society. We're also very much in a quick fix society. When something is broke, fix it. When something isn't working anymore, replace it. If you're depressed, fix it. If you're sad, be happy. And there's a lot of both toxic positivity going around and also a lot of, gosh, how to say this. I don't want to completely trash the pharmaceutical industry because on the one hand, I know that Being on antidepressants for a short period of time or even a long period of time, depending on your neurobiology, depending on your, you know, genetic makeup, depending on so many things, is valid. And at the same time, while medication and things like that is very valid, it also can be overprescribed and prescribed for the wrong reasons. So I want to tread that line very carefully because, yes, There is nothing better sometimes than having antidepressants for a short period of time. Or, like I said, depending on what's going on with you, forever. But there's also nothing wrong when you're going through a trauma or a tragedy or something to actually just give yourself the time and the space to feel your emotions and that we don't have to numb everything and fix everything. Now, with that said, one of the things that we also tend to do is we tend to medicate ourselves, whether it's drinking, whether it's eating too much, whether it's binge watching Netflix or shopping or even just Googling incessantly trying to find that elusive answer. There's so many things that we do to numb out to numb ourselves, to stop from feeling. So first, know that it's okay to feel. Second, know that feeling takes practice because we're not used to doing it. And then third, remind yourself, don't numb out. Don't numb out. It's okay to feel. So this leads us to the heart of the show here. How do you feel? (laughs) How do you do it? That's a question that so many of my coaching clients ask me. They're like, okay, I get it. I'm right there with you. I feel it. I understand what you're saying. But seriously, how do you do that? How, How do you feel 
your feelings? How do you let them not overwhelm you? Because I'm afraid that if I start feeling my feelings, I'm going to get overwhelmed. I'm afraid if I start crying, I'm never going to stop. I'm afraid that things are going to get really dark and bad, and I don't know how to do it or how to manage that. So that's what I really want to address in this show. And since I am dealing with a very sensitive subject, and again, since all of us are so different, I also want to be clear that if you were having any thoughts, true thoughts of hurting yourself or anybody else around you, it's time to call 911. It's time to get some serious help because there is a difference between going through a very difficult time and having mental health challenges and really being a danger or a threat to yourself and others. And my best advice is always to err on the side of caution. If you are really thinking about harming yourself or harming others, please stop listening and go call 911 and let a professional evaluate you and do what it takes to stabilize yourself. And then once you're stabilized, once you've got that safety net and that support in place, then you can come back and you can start moving through and learning how to feel the feels and processing your emotions. But never do anything that feels so uncomfortable that it feels scary. And just like with so many different things, it's okay to feel uncomfortable. It's okay to stretch yourself. And we also have that line that we should not cross. So always trust your own intuition. If something feels scary but powerful, then yes, lean in. And if something is just scary and scary, then please do not lean in and do not risk your health, your safety, or the health or safety of anybody else around you. Okay, so with that, what does it mean to move through your emotions? What does it mean to feel your emotions? How do you even do that? Well, there's really... I think three different ways and I want you to write these down and we're going to walk through them. You can lean in to your emotions first and we'll talk about that later. You can let them flow out and move out of you. That's the second thing. And the third thing is you can be the neutral observer and you can observe your emotions. So we're going to break these these three ways of dealing with your emotions down. First of all, leaning in to your emotions. It might sound counterintuitive, but sometimes when you're feeling something, it's best to let yourself feel it. This is going to be a little bit gross. I'm going to give you a gross analogy, but I bet you can handle it. Have you ever thrown up? <laughs> Have you ever felt like you were going to throw up and had the thought that, oh my God, no matter what happens, I don't want to throw up. I don't want to throw up. I don't want to throw up. And you spend a lot of time fighting the urge to throw up. 
And then you spend kind of a lot of time in that limbo space of, I've got this, no, I don't have it. I've got this, no, I don't have it. And you're constantly fighting the urge. That's kind of what I'm talking about. Sometimes when you're feeling emotion, it's best to just lean into them. If you're feeling grief, intense grief, instead of stifling your tears, can you just lean in and cry? If you're feeling like you want to rage and scream, can you set up a safe, constructive place where you can rage and scream? At some of my retreats, we have done structured raging and screaming where we have safe things to break. We have punching bags to punch. We have things that you can do so you can lean into your rage and you can burn it out. You can cry. You can sit and stare at the wall. You can stare at the sky. You can lay at the floor. Sometimes just laying on the floor in a complete state of despondency is okay. Leaning in is not always bad. Now, if you've lain on the floor for six months, yeah, maybe we can try a different option. But really, how significant is this trauma? It's very significant. When you lose someone you love, Nobody says, well, yeah, you cried for 15 minutes. You should be over it by now. Feel it. This is significant. Honor how significant this event is. Honor all parts of how significant this event is. A couple of weeks ago, I did a show on breaking down the different strands of the different ways that you were betrayed. Honor each way. Grieve each way. Not only are you grieving the loss of who you thought your partner was, but you're also grieving the idea of the dream of what your marriage represented. You're grieving the, like, you're grieving 15 different things, 30 different things. You need to grieve them all. Lean into that grief and grieve. Lean into that rage and rage. Lean into that despondency and be despondent. What an amazing way to honor yourself. Get out of that toxic positivity. It's going to be fine. Yeah, it is going to be fine, but not now. You're going to be so much better for it. Yeah, you will, but not now. Maybe in two years. Everything works out. It's not the end until everything works out. Yeah, but right now you're in a dark night of the soul. And it would be kind of disingenuous to be like, yay, I'm having a dark night of the soul and it's the worst light of night of my life and it's all fine. Lean in. Lean into those ugly, dark, whatever emotions. And just allow yourself to feel them. Remember, it takes practice to feel them and don't numb out. Because it's okay to feel bad. While you live in a quick fix society, we're really not quick fix people. And anything that is a quick fix is kind of a spiritual bypass. And you're probably going to have to come back 
around to some of these emotions later on. And if you don't feel them fully at some point, it's going to bite you in the butt because you need to. So feel them. Now, as I say this, I do recognize that you can't always just, you know, burst out sobbing at work, but sometimes you can. You can structure your safe place, like I talked about with some of my retreats in the rage, but structure it for yourself. In my book, Flaunt, Drop Your Cover and Reveal Your Smart, Sexy and Spiritual Self, I talk a lot about adult field trips and creating experiences for ourselves the way we would create an experience for a child. And that's what I'm talking about when I talk about leaning in. Can you create a grief space for yourself? Light some candles, get some hot tea, get some pillows and Kleenex, play the saddest music you can find, watch a movie that just stabs you in the heart and just pull the, you know, pull the blinds, turn your phone off and just lean in and be miserable. Create your rage space, create whatever it is and just lean in and let it flow. Now, the second way to feel emotions, the second way to process emotions, the second way to manage big emotions is by leaning out. And I know you might be saying, wait, 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 what, Laura? You said lean in and now you're saying lean out. And you just talked about all of these reasons why we shouldn't spiritually bypass, why we shouldn't be toxic positive, why we should feel it. And I'm saying yes, absolutely. After you have leaned in, you also can gift yourself the gift of leaning out. You can lean in and you can lean out. It can be like the limbo, you're in, you're out, or the hokey pokey. It's actually the hokey pokey, right? You're in, you're out, you're in, you're out. Grief is not linear. Grief is cyclical. Recovering from trauma is not linear. Recovering from trauma is cyclical. You can lean in. You can give yourself a horrible weekend. And you let those emotions flow through. Maybe the next weekend you start feeling really empowered and you're like, I'm giving myself a power weekend. Woo! Power to the women, power to the people. This is all good. And you'll be feeling really happy and positive. And then Tuesday rolls around and you feel awful again. And you think, what is wrong with me? I overcame. You overcame in the moment, but it's a process. It's a cycle. So lean in to move those emotions through, but also... Know and utilize and understand the power of leaning out. And here is how you lean out. And here is how you actually start building steps or a ladder to get yourself out of this funk in a way that is not toxically positive and it's all going to be perfect and spiritual bypassy, which is just icky. Okay. When you think about whatever emotion it is that you are feeling, I want you to think about it and label it. And since I'm a big proponent of journaling and writing things down, I would love it very much if you wrote down, this is the emotion that I'm feeling. I'm feeling shame, guilt, 
frustration, despondency, rage. Get as specific as you can. Are you peeved? Are you miffed? Are you ticked? Are you irritated? Are you flabbergasted? Play with words. Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart is great at naming emotions. You can also just Google lists of emotions. Figure out what it is you're feeling. Once you know what it is you're feeling, that is the bottom end. That is the pit. That is the hole. That is that lean in the bottom of the pit. To lean out, you want to figure out what is at the top, top rung of the ladder. If despondency is bottom rung, what is the top rung? And again, it becomes an intellectual type of an exercise. Oftentimes, I will jump online and I will do synonym for miffed, synonym for, you know, whatever it is. And then I'll look through the list of synonyms and be like, hmm, hmm, yeah, this one feels right. When you can identify what is at the top and then what is at the bottom, you kind of know what your scale is. So by leaning out, I am not asking you to go from despair to excitement. So if despair is your emotion and you've got excitement as the top rung, and you think the absolute opposite of despair is excitement, I'm not saying lean out and go all the way to excitement. But what I am saying is when you lean out, think about what is on the way to excitement. What makes you feel a little bit better than despair? It might be curiosity. You can't get to excitement, but maybe you can get curious. What else might be there? Just hmm, security. You're not in despair. You're not quite curious, but you just feel secure. Hmm. You can't really be all excitement, but maybe possibility. Yeah, possibility. I don't really feel one thing. I feel like there's some possibility and there's some curiosity. Start playing with the words and the emotional states along that scale. And what's really important about that and what's really powerful about that is it gets your conscious mind involved. So it pulls you out of the emotion. And it gets you more into that prefrontal cortex. And because you're curious, because you're thinking, and because you're trying to create, it's not that it makes the emotion go away, but it makes it so you don't feel the emotion as intently because you're actually thinking and you're pondering and you're processing. And you can't be in a state of despondency and in a state of academic curiosity at the same time. So no matter what emotion that you're feeling, you're creating that sense of curiosity. You're creating kind of an intellectual activity and you can't be learning and anything else at the same time. You can't be angry and learning, in despair and learning, raging and learning. So it just opens you up to more possibilities. And then because you're looking for possibilities that are a little bit higher than where you're at, you kind of can't help but go there. And even more so, on a frequency level, 
on a law of attraction level. Whatever you are feeling and putting out is what you get more of. So when you are constantly generating grief or despondency, when you're constantly feeling that, you're going to attract more situations that bring you grief and despondency. Leaning out means just reaching for one higher. Just reaching for one state better. What's a little bit better than grief and despondency? Again, it doesn't have to be all the way to joy and enthusiasm because that's toxic positivity. Nobody is going to go from the bottom rung of the ladder to the top rung of the ladder without climbing up all of those intermediary rungs. What it does is it just gets you facing the right direction. It acknowledges where you're at. FLAUNT is an acronym. AU is the golden center of FLAUNT and it stands for accept unconditionally. And there is nothing more powerful than accepting unconditionally exactly where you're at. And when you lean out, it means the first step is identifying where you're at. The first step is accepting unconditionally. I am in a state of rage, anger, despondency. I'm in a state of whatever it is, numb denial. Accept it, feel it, and then lean out by just turning around. Instead of facing and looking at whatever it is, that you're feeling and experiencing, label it and then be like, all right, what is one level higher? What's a few levels higher? And lean out. Now, another thing that I absolutely love that is one of my most favorite ways to lean out is using the body. As you know, or maybe you don't know, I do a lot of somatic work. Somatic is just using the body, using the body. The body is so powerful. You can't see your emotions. You can't see your thoughts. You can't see your feelings. You can see your body. You can't always control your thoughts or your feelings or emotions. They just happen and then you're always in that like push-pull, fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. But you know what you can control? You can control your body. And you can use your body to make yourself feel better. You can use your body, you can choose to move your body to help these emotions flow out and move out of your body. And it is freaking powerful. Before I tell you how, I'm gonna give you a quick story. Way, way, way back before, before I knew my husband had been cheating on me, I did hypnotherapy. I was just a general practitioner hypnotherapist. And I saw clients for weight loss and stop smoking and nail biting and stuttering and all sorts of different habits. Because hypnotherapy really is about habit control. Well, as you can imagine, my two most popular things were weight loss and stop smoking. And do you know what one of my tips, one of my best tips for stop smoking was? It was to remind people that they could control their hands. They might not be able to control their craving. They might not be able to control their thoughts and their anxiety and all of those other things that go with stop smoking, but that they could control their hands. 
They could literally sit on their hands. They could control their hands. And that was one of the most powerful ways that people would stop smoking. They would feel the craving and they could feel it and it was okay and it was uncomfortable, but they knew they could control their body, their hands. So in a sense, that's what we're doing here. When you feel like shaking, shake. Because the reason you feel like shaking is too much energy and adrenaline is flowing through you. Too much emotion is coming into your body. And it's causing you to shake. So shake. Shake it out. You know the Taylor Swift, shake it off? That's exactly what this is. Shake it off. Shake your hand. Shake your legs. Kick. If you want to rage and jump, Think about when you talk about people, oh, he's jumping all around. Yeah, you're jumping all around because that rage is in there. Jump, 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 jump it. I'm so angry I could spit. Go spit. I just want to kick the poop out of something. Create something safe and go kick it. Let your body move. Movement is the perfect combination of leaning in and leaning out all at the same time because what you're doing is you're leaning into the emotion and you're leaning out by letting it flow out. Going back to my vomiting analogy, there's something in you that needs to come out. You're leaning in and you're feeling it and then you're constructively flowing it out by using your body to help get it out of you. Because you can control your body. It's harder to control your thoughts. It's harder to control your emotions. It's harder to control those things. But you can control your body. One of the other places, things that you can control in your body is your breath. Breath work is very important. Whether it's inhaling for a count of five, holding your breath for a count of three, Exhaling for a count of eight or three, 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 or just breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. It doesn't matter. You don't have to like know specifically which breath is for what purpose unless you want to. It's just the act of controlling that is so powerful. When your breath is shaky, Control your body. You're leaning in, you're feeling that shake, and you're leaning out by moving it and controlling it. Lean in, lean out, lean in, and let it flow out. Disease is so often created by stored and stuck emotions in the body. We do not want diseases. We don't want pain. Let it flow out. Now the third thing, we're coming to the third and final way to deal with intense emotions, to deal with big emotions. The third way to feel and process your emotions because what does that mean anyway? Nobody ever knows. How am I supposed to feel my emotions? What does that even mean? The third thing to do is to observe. To just observe 
what's going on and where. Now we talked about the body before with the leaning out, letting things flow out. But same thing with observing. What's happening in your body? Is it your eyes? Are they stinging? Is it your head? Is it hurting? Is it your heart? Is it your gut? Is it your intestines? Is it your back? Observe what is going on physically. But also observe what is going on emotionally. Sometimes I feel that tightness in my chest. Or it's almost like a shock, a spark inside my belly. And it's like, oh my gosh, there's this electrical spark and it's just sending like sending pain inside my belly. What is this? The shocking news, I felt it in my body. It was like my soul was jarring. I felt the shock of betrayal in my soul, in my head, in my mind, in my body. Dissociating can be negative and it can be positive too. When we can't handle something all at once, it's a normal reaction for us to kind of disassociate and pull away so we don't have to feel all that pain, all that trauma, all at the same time. So often when people learn something, it's like it doesn't compute. I remember years ago, my best friend called me to let me know that her brother-in-law had committed suicide. Well, whenever she calls, we have these great fun conversations and I'm in this great fun like, how are you? What's going on? And she's like, I just have to tell you my brother-in-law committed suicide. And it didn't compute. Like it literally didn't compute. And I, I heard like the suicide part and I'm going, oh my gosh, that's awful. That's awful. And then all of a sudden it dawned on me, I don't even know who we're talking about. And I remember having that moment where I was like, it's going to sound so awful for me to be like, um, who are we talking about again? But it literally didn't compute. It didn't compute that he would have done that. It didn't make sense. And it was almost like my mind wouldn't let me hear it. So observe what's happening. Are you having a hard time remembering things? Are you having a hard time like making sense of things? Are you feeling confused? Just observe. Don't judge. Oh my gosh, I'm so sad. Oh my gosh, I'm so traumatized. D d just observe. Observe. Whether you are in your body or temporarily out of your body, you don't always have to stay in your body. You know what steps one and two, leaning in and then leaning out. Yes, it's important to feel things and it's also important not to traumatize yourself. And if you can't take this pain, you don't need to sit there and keep creating more pain for yourself. You can kind of detach and observe. 
there were times during my journey where it was literally like I was out of my body and I was looking at myself laying there on the floor. I was looking at myself sitting in the chair. I was looking at myself Googling frantically on the computer. It's okay to observe. But please, when you're observing, send yourself compassion, not judgment. Send yourself compassion, not judgment. If you were watching your life as a movie, you would feel for the character that is you. You would feel concern and love and compassion. And you would want to snuggle them up and scoop them up and take care of them. Feel that for yourself. Observe. When you're observing your body physically, one of my favorite things to do is to lay my hand on that area. When my solar plexus is tight, put your hand there. Breathe into it. I can control my body. I can put my hand where it hurts. Put your hand on your head. Put your hand on your stomach. I can control my breath. I am directing my breath to my head. I'm directing my breath to my stomach. And then sometimes I beam energy from my hands. You don't need to know anything. You can just imagine, visualize, or pretend that you're beaming energy from your hand into your gut, into your heart. You can use your hands if you're thinking, my heart feels so broken. Knit your hands together over your heart. Create that healing in your hands and breathe because you can control your body. Observe how it feels. Hug yourself, squeeze your arms. Give yourself some pressure on your legs and just feel. And more than feel, it's observing what you're feeling. That word curiosity comes back in again. You're observing yourself being sad. You're observing yourself feeling nauseous. You're observing yourself in so many different ways. Now, those are the top three ways to feel your big emotions. Because we all hear, manage your emotions. Learn how to take care of yourself. Self-care, self-care, manage your emotions. Great. What does that mean? It means lean in and feel it. It means lean out by identifying what it is, turning away and just looking for one step better. And it means observing. Observing what is happening within. Observe what is happening around and just be that neutral observer. And when you're being the neutral observer also, try to retain an air of detachment. You're feeling that compassion. You're not feeling judgment, but try not to let yourself get sucked into the story. Because when you're an observer, you're not a participant. And you don't want to be a participant. You want to be an observer. 
So just let yourself observe. And those are the top three ways to really move and manage and feel big emotions so they don't get stuck. So they don't take you down later on. So they don't create disease. So they don't do any of those big horrible things that we hear. Oh my gosh, you don't want to be in a state of betrayal trauma because it's going to ruin you emotionally and physically and mentally. Okay, great. So how do I not let that happen? Well, this is how one, two or three. And I'm going to wrap by saying, by giving you a different tool, another tool um, that you can use in any of these three steps. And that tool is pendulation. And pendulation is just like a pendulum. It swings back and it swings forth and it swings back and it swings forth. And I want to encourage you to move in and among and around leaning in, leaning out and observing, leaning in, leaning out and observing. So often we think, like I said earlier, there's a right way and there's a wrong way. We're not going to feel it. We're going to fix it. When you allow yourself to move in and out of all of these different states, it makes it so things won't get stuck, so you won't get locked down, and so you will actually heal more quickly and more fully. And I also want to end with a little bit of a game around pendulation. And this is one of my favorite things to do. Whether you're feeling whatever from the affair recovery journey, or even if you're feeling grief from, you know, loss of a friend or stress from a career issue. So right now, we're just going to do a little practice. And you can save this podcast and you can come back to this practice or you can do it on your own. But what I want you to do is just take a few breaths and just feel your body and know you don't need to go into a meditative state. I mean, if you want to, of course you may, but you can be at your desk. You can be in the kitchen. You can be anywhere. And I just want you to feel your body. And all I want you to do is notice. It's not about I'm relaxing my toes and now I'm relaxing my knees. It's a body scan and you're noticing your toes and your feet and your calves and shins and knees and thighs and breath and notice your hips and your back and your sides and your belly and your ribs notice your heart your shoulders shoulder blades upper arms, elbows, forearms, 
wrists, hands, and then notice your whole head, hair, and face. And you're just noticing. Now all I want you to do after you've noticed your body is pay attention to a place in your body that feels good. And it could be that your third toe on the right foot feels good. It could be that, you know, my palms, my palms feel fine. Or, yeah, my temples feel fine. It can be as minute and teeny tiny of a part. It doesn't matter. Or you could be like, you know, my whole lower body feels fine, but my gut is a mess. Just notice that part of your body that feels good and just notice it. And now put your attention on the part of your body that feels good. And remember that. And now, without creating extra pain, move to the part of your body that doesn't feel that great, that you've noticed, you're like, ugh, I feel my heart, it feels broken. I feel my throat, it feels scratchy. I feel my eye. Just notice a body part that doesn't feel so good. I feel shock in my solar plexus. Whatever it is, just notice. And now you're going to pendulate. You're going to go back and forth between the part of your body that feels good and the part of your body that doesn't feel good. And again, you're not changing anything. You're just noticing. Notice what feels pretty bad. Your head could be clogged up. Notice what it is. And now breathe. And just put your attention back on the part of the body that feels good. My palm on my left hand feels good. Whatever it is. And one more time, go back to the body, body part that doesn't feel good. Tightness in your chest, grief in the throat. Feel it. And then just move your attention back to the place within you that feels okay, that feels good. Even if it's just an earlobe or a fingernail. And just keep that attention there. And this is a really powerful exercise. Because it helps get you in touch not only with your emotions, but also with your body and where and how you experience your emotions. And so whether you're leaning in to those places in your body that feel really bad and you're allowing yourself space and time to grieve or rage, you know that all you have to do is scan for a place in your body that feels better 
and that that is your path out. And yeah, sometimes it's really hard. But in my experience, I have never not been able to find a place in my body, no matter how small, that didn't feel good. I could always find something. Even if it's just my fingerprint feels okay. My knee feels okay. And that also really ties together those powers of observation. Observing. How do you feel? Where do you feel it? And with compassion. Non-judgment. Where you're a participant, but you're not really a participant. You're just feeling it and you're observing it. And most importantly, I think, it gives you the control. Because no matter what, you can control your body. So you're moving your mind through your body and observing that which you can control. I'd love to hear more. Please reach out. You can find me on social. You can email laura at laurachedle.com. If you haven't done so already, pick up your Betrayal Recovery Guide at betrayalrecoveryguide.com. And I have a few more spots left in my Betrayal Recovery Coaching Program at my significantly discounted rate of 333 a month, which includes a monthly hour of coaching, a monthly 30-minute customized hypnosis, an unlimited Voxer package, which means you can talk to me all the time, anytime, and weekly emails with assignments that will get you moving forward, healing, and feeling better fast. So reach out, betrayalrecoveryguide.com or laura at lauracheadle.com. Have an amazing week, whether you were leaning in, leaning out, or just observing. And always remember to flaunt exactly who you are, because who you are is always more than enough. Tune in next time to Flaunt. Find your sparkle and create a life you love after infidelity or betrayal with radio host and live choreographer Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Develop naked self-worth and reclaim your confidence, enthusiasm, and joy so you can create a life you love and embrace who you are today. Download your free Sparkle Through Betrayal Recovery Guide at NakedSelfWorth.com.